Oh, I'm listening. Just continue. <laughs> is this, the, is this so that typical. Alec Baldwin camera? Where, like, you just tell her to start filming and then she tells you your answer? What? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the On Blast podcast. Where, as always, we, we just like to give you our thoughts. It's just my thoughts, man. Just right or wrong. Just what we're feeling at the time. We are back here at Clean Cuts Barbershop. Shout out Clean Cuts. Yeah. Shout out 2013 Danforth Avenue. Yeah, best in the city. We are back with the On Blast podcast, unpolished. No fact checking. Unapologetic. <laughs> yeah. We are the On Blast podcast. I'm Sheldon. Got my man AB. What's good? Mr. Brendan Dunlop. How are you? Mr. Andrew Webster on the far side. What's going on, everybody? I just noticed, and this wasn't even on purpose, but this seems kind of like a little segregation thing we got going. It was on purpose. Yeah. Like, if I thought about it, we would have, like, mixed this up. I thought we were going for, like, a color shade, like, lightest, (laughs) progressively darker, darker, progressively lighter. I just saw the throne, and I took the center seat, and I thought, okay, I get it. Listen, guy on TV's always yeah. got to go for the nice I don't have to wear a tie today, you know? but yes, I'll take the throne and a bottle of uh, water, please. There the, we go. the fizzy kind. So I find it funny you mentioned <clears throat> thrones because we had a Toronto team that was attempting to take the throne oh. on Saturday. Right? I love that that's the big lead. First off, I got to ask you guys a question. I'm not about moral victories, me and Kanye, not about... Sorry, right. I, I shouldn't even be referencing Kanye. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's on the bad list. Right yeah. Now. Oh! But, but, uh, naughty list. But, we'll get there in block three. <laughs> but like, is there is it the moral victory in just getting there for TFC? There was getting there was uh, a title in itself, and you can tell simply from the reaction. I didn't know if that they were going to touch the Eastern Conference trophy, and they reacted like that was the trophy. But I understood that because this is a group that hasn't won, and this is a team that suffered, and this is a team that comes with such a bad stereotype. And uh, Michael Bradley and Sebastian Javinko always have to justify why they're here constantly to, to their circles. In their circles, they get laughed at. So finally, they got to the, they got to the big dance, and they were the favorites. And I don't agree with you that, that um, you know, Seattle thought they were going to win this game by the way they played, which was just sit back, counter, and play for penalties, which they did brilliantly, and in the end worked out for them. So, but that means that they went in with the right game plan. Right? Well, I think they understood the scenario, which oh, was geez. Toronto's got to take it to us, and Toronto struggled to do so. The conditions didn't help. They battered the hell out of Javinko. They weren't getting booked for it, so yeah. it continued. The I'm, ref definitely made... Uh, I want to know why you're so cheese. I'm cheese, B. <laughs> I'm cheese because the game that I saw was that Toronto was actually executing their, their plays quite well. The ball just wasn't finding the net yeah you know we were getting the right space we were getting the right opportunities even within the first two minutes Josie had a nice shot the ball like it was like inches had met it missed the net in the first half there's a few other uh good chances we had in the second half and look it the ball just didn't hit the back of the net and seattle did not even register a shot on goal mm. so that's a tough part because you, you have a lot of like the bandwagon <coughs> toronto fans just tuning in and they're like wait a second you can lose yeah. The other team doesn't have a shot on goal for the entire game. It was, fun. it was fun reading on Twitter all the people who hopped on the TFC bandwagon figure out what overtime in soccer was all about. Right. Yep. And just it mystified so many people. Yeah. They were like, what do you mean they're going to play two 20-minute extra and the last goal doesn't win and yeah. we got to do this and that? It's not a so, golden goal as they call no, it. Yeah. Death I, have a, I have a question as a non-soccer guy. 
because I was thinking Javinko's by far your best player. Yeah, best player in the league. Best player in the league. So he's getting subbed off because he has cramps, which mm-hmm. we'll get to. There's a lot more Javinko talk coming. Is Ricky Foley going to show up in here? Right, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Black is our boy. Yeah, oh, Matt Black. Yo, Yo I, I know Matt Black. I have a bone to pick with homie, yeah, we man. Did, we did go to school with Matt Black. Northampton Town, or was that your other boy's school? What's the school you guys, know, Northern, all the football Northern, players? Northern. 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 And me, and, me yeah. and Matt Black went to elementary school together. That hurt me extra, but we'll yeah. get to that in a minute. We'll get to that. But I'm a holla at you, boy. Here's my, <laughs> here's my question. So he's, and I think I sent you this text that night, too. So Javinko's subbing off. Mm-hmm. You are, what, less than a half hour away from PKs. Mm-hmm. How do you not sub in someone who's going to be in your first six kickers Because PKs? That's what I didn't understand. As a non-soccer guy, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know about my ignorance. Yeah. So seeing Javinko come and seeing how battered he'd been throughout the game and how, how little to no impact. It, it was the least impact that I've ever seen him in, in any match, to be honest. Maybe not, well, maybe Montreal the year before when they got mm. battered 3-0. Maybe that was pretty poor. But this was definitely close to that. And, and for a cup final, you can't have that with your best player. So Vanny looked at it and thought, he's not uh, delivering at his level. He's also not 100%. He wasn't making the runs. He wasn't taking the risks. Yep. He, Vanny felt, I can play this out with 10 men because it's like I'm playing a man down because he's, he's, he's invisible out there. Or I can put someone on who has a chance to score goals, who's done it before, is going to be fresh legs and, and uh, alive, which is Toussaint Ricketts, who is not the person comfortable enough to take penalties. So that was Vanny's gamble. And like, mind you, uh, in let's fairness, not get Ricketts, to penalties. Toussaint Ricketts did like get some chances once he came on. Mm-hmm. That's players. right. Josie almost had the header. So in fairness, it's not yeah. like it was a terrible sub. Like, right. I get it. But I was just curious about that. Like, how, like, because dude that hit the bar, that's a defender, right? Yeah. That was your next Justin Morrow. That's your next. He was guy the sixth up. guy. And and again, I'm the ignorant guy on Twitter that's like, what the hell? Yeah. I don't get this. There Put the goal some... score in there to score the goal. Right. Which and and for and you know I forgot to Saint Ricketts doesn't shoot penalties and this is just a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. he's a striker, but there are but some some guys penalties. in all positions. We see this yeah. at the world at World Cups and at European Championships yeah. that the it time comes and just goes nope. And as much as you want to you know, rip and get on a guy, you have to respect that that's a decision. Yeah. He recognizes, I am not giving the team the best chance now because my head isn't right. Leave me out of it. Yeah, and honestly, like, when Vanny brought in Ricketts, it wasn't for PKs, it's right? A, it was for to more avoid them. Chances, it was to win. It was more to put the game away. I like that. I like that. Right? Yeah. And, that's, and I think that's how you play the game, where Seattle may have thought otherwise. They wanted to park it, but... Cheese, fam. It's cheese. That, so, that was our game. It was uh, <laughs> we, we did everything we were supposed to do. Except and, when? Uh, the better team didn't win that game. So You yeah. don't think? I, I don't know. It felt like Seattle. Like, I see you wearing green. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Listen, yeah. I just like Washington's marijuana yeah. laws. What can I tell you? <laughs> uh, but what I'm saying is that, like you talked about it, Seattle had a plan. It was to back up the bus, and it was to yeah. hold them without a goal and hope for PKs. And that's what they did. They got to PKs, and they executed there. It doesn't seem to me like... Oh, I mean, I know that they didn't have a shot on net, but that's not necessarily what soccer is all about, right? Like, it's all about implementing your strategy and executing it. And they they did that on the defensive end, and they got to PKs, and they handled business there. Do you always say PKs? Penalties? Yeah. 
Why? PKs is just, it's a very American term. Yeah, probably. See, I, I just don't know what I'm talking about. PK. I openly admit, I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. PK, but you do more so than you let on. You you definitely know more so. PKs, penalties? Wait, you're going to pull my card on that one? I'll just call it the Subans. No, I just, I just didn't think you did the call it that. The Subans. Going with the Subans like the after that. The PK and the Subans. I see what you did there. I see what you did. PK yeah, but, is a former F1 world champion and Mr. Shakira. Oh, P- Gerard, Gerard PK. Oh, but that's more PK uh, than PK. <laughs> So tomato, I, tomato over yeah, here man. on the On Blast podcast. Well, how, how, how much do you think the weather played a role? You know, I heard some people say that, like, oh, the headers were all weird and the ball seemed kind of dead. Mm. And I know that they – I, I believe that the field is somewhat heated. Am I, am I, not, I don't know. It is heated, yeah. It is heated, right? So the, let's say the, the playing temperature, the surface of the field is, like, what, like five degrees maybe, considering mm. it was, like, minus 10. Do you feel like those conditions really played a role? Well, I think that the so the 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 undersoil heating stops the the ground from freezing, so right. that you still have the effects of playing in warmer weather. Yeah, but that's only under your feet. Yeah, right. It's it I, it doesn't uh, I don't think make any warmer for for the players. But but when it comes to the case of uh, Javinko, just because the ground is artificially warm doesn't mean it reacts the same way it does when it is warm. Right. So for a guy like him, whose biggest attribute is his first step. Which is he can break and get space because he he's not the fastest player in the league, but he he can get away. He can start on a dime, but when the ground is not a hundred percent, and when he's not a hundred percent, he doesn't have that, that exactly. So, so he lost that's really that. Really, what it was because like uh, we mentioned the Argos jumping. On yeah, him, I was gonna say I mean, it was a very like easy take to just mm-hmm. jump on him for what he was saying. Mm-hmm. You know that like his last what was it four home games? He said he didn't really play well and he cramped up a lot mm-hmm. like is that really what it is just how it affects his agility like is it a legitimate beef that's what i'm saying and or has is that he kind of like being a whiner right? and you know what that move was to me that was him a not being aware that he was going to get jumped on by the north american fan who thinks are you for real man you get yeah. cramping because yes. of the grass yes. but also in being in north america for a minute he looks and thinks oh all these superstars all the higher paid guys they speak out when they don't like things. So he sees LeBron, yep. and he goes... Cramps as well. I ain't going to stick around for the rest of my contract if we're going to share the uh, this field with this team that no one even cares to come buy tickets for the championship game. Right. Forget that. So that was his yeah. message to the team in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I know my worth, and I don't need to share And that's my CFL beef, team. man. That's my beef. Like, before the season, you know, all due respect to our friends that play in the CFL. Matt Black, I love you, but I got beef, man. Like, you guys were homeless, you guys were homeless. Mm-hmm. Back when, when Laiwiki was getting all this done, I feel it was a political move to say, okay, you want a bigger stadium for TFC? You got to get your bastard older brother to live with you, right? <laughs> you got to move out the house. He's got no place to go. If you're going to get a bigger house, you got to get this guy to move in with you, and those are the Argos. So it was almost a political move to have them come in. They came in. Those guys were homeless, and now they're getting mad at basically the hosts that allowed them to come into our house, all right? And, 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 I, and I will and, say that and is talk shit of- about the league MVP. I will say, too, Come that is on, one of man. my beefs just because when we really rewind this whole story about BMO Field, like, this was – government money was used to build BMO Field. Right. And the intention was that it was supposed to be Canada's national soccer facility. Mm-hmm. Correct. Which my beef then continued last summer when the Women's World Cup and the Pan Am Games were both in Canada. And they and were – neither yeah. hosted – an event at BMO Field. Mm. So like my whole beef with this, and now all of a sudden they're hosting hockey games and Grey Cups and all this crap with taxpayer money that's supposed to be for a soccer facility. Yep. That is my beef originally. Jeez. I'm not even a soccer guy. So I'm kind of with Jovinko here. Yeah, man. Dunlop reminded me that uh, 
I was angry about mm-hmm. uh, the whole TFC stand situation. Like, did you see the, obviously you saw the made up stands that they made. One of the guys we work with told me he was at the semifinal game, the game against Montreal. And he was like, oh, you know, people were scoring and it was shaking. And like, I didn't feel safe. And I'm kind of like, oh yeah, you're exaggerating, whatever. Yeah. And then I went to the game and we went to our actual seats for maybe 10 minutes. And it was one of those things where, <laughs> you know, when you're waiting for the other person to be like, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't want to be the first one to be like, yo, man, I, I don't feel safe. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Oh, wow. Really? Really? I'm tough, but. So first off. I like, want to get out of here. First off. The, the stands are held up by maybe it's double like the thickness of these mic stands in terms of thickness. <laughs> that okay. like the poles at how the, the stands are built. Right. First problem. I'm looking at this shit like that's not sturdy. <laughs> that's not and good. And it looked like Jenga or something. If one of these things snap, like does everything else just come down? Oh, shit. Like it did not look safe. First off, <laughs> you can feel every step as you're climbing mm-hmm. up right. and going up. You can feel every step. Also not safe. Two. Maybe three. I lost track. <laughs> fired up. <laughs> fired, fired up. up. No, right. no, no, no. You don't understand. Like, I did not feel safe. Yeah. Get fired up about safety. Holy. We should be more fired up about yes, safety. Exactly. I would have the best. You get up there, and there's a sign that says, as you're walking up, there's a sign that says, this is not a supporter section. And my only assumption for why they would have that is because supporter section, those dudes are hyped. They're jumping up and down. Right. Yeah, yeah. Chanting the whole game. So I feel like they put up those signs to let you know. Don't jump in, up and down in this shit. That's right. Hold on. It's a soccer game. Like, what happens if they scored a game? Like, I was happy that they didn't score while I was there because that <laughs> shit might have came down. Wow. Damn, it's, man. I did not feel safe. It was the weirdest thing ever. And I keep telling people, I saw duct tape wrapped around one thing. <laughs> I wish I took a picture. Should have taken a picture. Right? I was I to say, yeah. That. And I'm not saying, like, it was, like, holding up a corner. I'm not saying that. Like, a corner of it. Like, a, a joint of it was holding yeah. by duct tape. I'm saying, like, just, like, Let's say wrapped right here, you know, just duct enough tape. duct tape for you to no notice. Tape. Why is there? Yeah, there's even no like, tape there. Why is Holy duct tape shit! Factor? Yeah, no, right? That's crazy, like, man. That shit did not seem safe. Okay, let me and ask you a question. To the point where I almost thought it was a blessing that they did not score because that shit <sighs> might have came down. <sighs> I know that sounds fucked up, yeah. but it's it's like just the way that I think about shit, like like last year when we had the NBA All Star game, yeah, and it was like the coldest day of the year that shit. whole weekend, yeah. I was kind of happy for that too because it was Toronto and some dumb shit would have happened because all these kids would have just been on the streets for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Like, that's how I think about things. I messed up. I know. Right. Okay. But those stands, back to the point, those stands were not safe. We stayed there for 10 minutes, didn't even get to my actual seat, stayed in the aisle halfway up and was like, yeah, we're going back down to watch the game behind the net. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Was it like, was it like rocking at all or was it just very loud and like... Not even loud. I'm just saying you could feel it shake like, as you're walking. Yeah, like there was you're give in it. Your steps. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that ain't cool. That's gonna be know. tough for that so, hockey game, man. So it should be colder. I've sat in in similar kind of like temporary stands. You know, we go to F1 every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most of those seats all are temporary. Yeah. Scaffolding style. Right. That. That's what it is. And scaffolding. it's pretty, Indeed. it's pretty <laughs> like <laughs> rudimentary. Like, you know, you can, there's a little bit of give and whatever, but it's funny you mentioned the kind of bouncing around. Cause, uh, even for the, uh, conference final games and the games before that, uh, in the playoffs, we sat in a similar section, 208, 209, mm-hmm. right? Like the new section, whatever. But it's actual seats. It's actual. It's concrete. Mm-hmm. But, 
during the final was the first time I looked at Carlos. I'm like, do you feel like the ground move? Like, do you feel like things moving up and down? And we didn't even feel that in the conference final game. Mm. For the final. But the final, like, things were, and we were on concrete. I'm like, this is, this is different. I just think it was just hype. Maybe. Could have been Listen. on your nerves. Maybe. Definitely. But, you know, uh, also on the safety matter, that uh, Montreal-Toronto game that we had here, the one where we, we closed out that series, great game, rain and all that. Yeah. Whenever we scored, because of, like, I guess the angle of those seats, every time someone scored people were just falling down in waves like i lost carlos to like a few rows down in front of me some next guys falling down like this is like you look around you see people cascading down yeah. so if not one thing Jesus. Another. but that just seems like fun and you know that the yeah and like no one got hurt like people were catching each other it was yeah. great right but you know, hey man, gotta be ready. Gotta be ready for that. Yeah. You I know what you're getting so. into. It was wild. I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the that's the thing. You keep making the Ben Wagon reference, and I don't want to get past this point. Okay. Because you know, to me, when you, it's almost you look at it and you go, oh wow, T- TFC made it. TFC's a Toronto thing. Right. When you look at the StubHub tickets, the day that they went on sale to season ticket holders, you're a season ticket holder as well, right? Is that why you're in 208? Uh, no. I'd like to think I am. So I, the. I just, been doing enough it, to be yeah. maybe a season. Yeah, more or less. If anybody wants to, sure, sure. If anybody wants to donate season tickets, to add, please. Yes. I mean, Follow. contact. It's uh, it's just a label, but a label that gets you access to the tickets first. Yeah. And when the tickets came out, which were exceptionally well priced, I thought for a championship game in this city, then the resale value was insane for the supporters section tickets that were like four hundred bucks. Yeah. That's almost eight times what they were actually being sold for. But that happens with like the World Juniors when the World Juniors final right. was here last year. That happened with Jay's tickets when Jay's playoffs and yeah. all that stuff too. And like that what makes it what else can get to the level where it'll be consistent sellouts for like five straight years, regardless of how good the team is. I think the Raptors might be there. Yeah. Because the Raptors mm. had pretty good attendance. Getting there. They're getting there for the, sure. The Raptors had pretty solid attendance before they made the playoffs again. Like they yeah. had a uh, Nets year, right? Yeah. Before yeah. then. They've always had a pretty good following, you know. Yeah. Like I was but like TFC. Like yeah, group of diehards. Bosch, like uh, those crappy Chris Bosh. Anthony, Anthony Parker years. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, they, they but he was so good in Tel Aviv. Sonny Weems, right? Sonny Weems. One of my boys told me that Sonny Weems. That a girl told a girl he used to talk to, told him that when the Suns were in town, because I think he was on the Suns last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonny Weems was on Tinder. She saw him. She's like scrolling through, and she's like, "Sonny Weems, like real <laughs> name too." Like, yes, oh like Sonny Weems. Amazing. I'd go Money Weems, but that's just me. <laughs> I don't think he was very good with his money. I knew a girl that used to talk to him too, and he had like two ranges. They're both leased. <laughs> Yo, I what do you need two for? Two in because we're around the same age, right? Mm-hmm. What Toronto athlete did the most work? Like, and what I mean by that, without like getting into details, I just mean like Morris Peterson of friends. No, no, no. But I mean like you know how we all have friends of friends who like, oh yeah, this girl said she dated yeah, blah. blah. And to me, the name that came up the most in terms of like female friends or through secondhand, yeah, this girl used to date whoever. It's Alex Rios. Oh, oh yeah, that's a big call. I thought you just meant Raptors and no, 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 but... just Toronto athlete that like. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like I feel yep. like everyone has who's that. around. You like, just have your, the friends, and it might be a friend of a friend or whatever. Yeah. But the story comes out like, sure. oh yeah, one of my girlfriends dated this guy, and it's like, like I choose I choose not to comment. However, <laughs> however come however, on, there's, there's one name I'll drop, and I'll just leave it at that. 
take it for what you is, but Mamadou Inja. What? No. Who remembers Mamadou Inja? <laughs> Pop you're so. Not, you're not no, Mamadou Inja. You're not. Mamadou Inja did work or something. Holy <laughs> shit. Are you being serious right now? I'm not joking. Who was the yeah, English yeah. guy the raps had? Pops Mensabasu? Pops Mensabasu. Oh, <laughs> Pops. Nice. Right. He was a dude. Was a dude. Pops I saw him at a club once with Vernon Wells and Adam Lind. Okay. It was the weirdest Did Adam click. Lind have the straight brim? <laughs> he rocks his straight brim hard. Yeah, but Didn't it was, he uh, marry a girl from Scarborough? I'm almost. I know he married a sister. I don't know if she's from Scarborough. I'm almost sure that he married a sister from Scarborough. I know. He, I'm pretty that sure. A boy. He a yeah. That a boy. That's love for the city, right there. <laughs> you want to talk about Drake? You want to talk? That's love Adam for Lynn. the six, mm. right there. Adam six Lynn. East. Oh, absolutely. Lynn. That's a real six out there, man. Oh Adam man. Lynn. Other than Atlanta, Atlanta's the yeah. six, and then Toronto. According the to Dram and Yachty, yeah. Thanks for a perfect segue. As we just mentioned, Atlanta. I'm going to skip ahead a little here because okay. one of the things I wanted to talk about was TV. I love TV. We all love television. I want oh. to talk about like what shows nice, we're watching. You. And we had our moments where we were texting about the show Atlanta, mm. which yes. I think, Woo! I don't know if it got enough love for just how different it is, how uh, I liked it because it was so oh. eclectic and every episode mm. was so different. There was nothing I love better than tuning into an episode of Atlanta and the first five minutes to figure out like, what is this episode going to be about? Like the club one, or the one where he's on the talk show on the on the Black Entertainment Channel, it it's so good, and every week was so different and so almost like exciting about what this guy was going to come up with, yeah, and what these writers were going to come up with. It was awesome, right? Like, did you like no episode was the same? No, right? Like it was all completely different tone. Have you seen it by the way? I've only seen two episodes. Yeah. Um, I gotta I gotta pirate it offline. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just yeah. don't have access to it. But I, the two episodes I saw, the first two, I loved it. I was like, yeah. oh, man, I got to check this show. So I'll I, get there. I was going to say about uh, the thing with Atlanta was I stumbled upon it. Like I didn't <clears throat> know what it was at all. Oh, I was yeah. looking around, looking around on the guide, and for some reason just hit the button on to FX by accident, which I know doesn't happen in this era because you have a guide. Now. Right, right. <laughs> huh. You know, before you very very actually stumbled on it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. here you and go. And so like my TV was just on that channel and then the show popped up. You know, you, especially now you're you're on your iPhone, you're on your laptop, whatever. And I looked up and I was like, <clears> what is this? And Donald Glover walks on and I'm like, I had no idea what it was. Never heard about it. Thought it was maybe a commercial at first. You're waiting for the vampire from The Strain to come yeah, out and yeah, eat him. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then like... Or the girl from Tyrant. Right? Something. <laughs> And then all of a sudden the show pops up and I'm like, okay, I'm in. First episode was pretty good. Yeah. Second episode. Music's like, great too, right? Oh. Yeah. It was so, Yo, so Paperboy is a legit good song. Paperboy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm about it. It's really good. One of the big things that I thought was so important about that show was that a lot of times you don't see black shows where like the main like premise or storyline is the fact that these are all black characters. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like... Uh, you know, if there's one black guy on the ensemble cast, like he's the black guy, and that's like their main storyline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This show was so genius in the sense that, like, they were just dudes who, like, happened to be black, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's almost like it was, they normalized 
the lives of these black characters. Like it's not in an extreme one way or another, you know, even though one of them, I guess is a rapper, but it's mostly about their regular day to day life and about normal shit. They get into uh, black Seinfeld. It's awesome. A bit more dramatic. (laughs) Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's a show about nothing. Actually a phenomenal description. hundred percent. Yeah. So Don Glover is Jerry. Yeah. And that would Darius be Paperboy would be George. George, yeah. right? Darius is Kramer. Darius yeah. is Kramer. Oh. And what's her name is Elaine. So we've completely ruined the show Atlanta for everyone. She's All great, right. too. I, she out. is unbelievable. The she's, girl in that. She's really good. But that, in so, a way, is a great format, right? It's just like yeah. sometimes oh, yeah. it's just good to get inside us to like, yeah. what's your life like, really, you know? And yeah, the and day-to-day I, I day shit that happens. A, it's such an important thing because what ends up happening, in, and not to get too like big picture here, but I think what ends up happening in this like whole Trump America thing is because people don't interact. So you only go by the images that you see on mm-hmm. TV. Absolutely. So when you see a show that has multiple characters, then you know, you're not just judging that one black dude that you know by, <clears throat> oh, you're a rapper or you're a gangster or you're exactly. whatever. Like the normal stereotypes. Like you see this like Donald Glover's character, such a smart, like just like intricate dude. Normal, yeah, normal, complex human. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right? Like it normalized black characters, which yeah. is not something you see a lot. Uh, right. Insecure on HBO is another show. Fantastic. Exactly like She that. is great, man. Like, she makes me laugh like, so like hard. People try to write it off as like just being the black girls, but like that just seems like such an easy yeah. like way to but write that's it off. how to like car- uh, compartmentalize everything like too. The, the elevator pitch. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's funny that you brought up Atlanta as something that you just kind of like flipped on and found it because I was a complete other way. Like I was a big community fan, okay. one of my all-time favorite shows, yeah, yeah. and Donald Glover's character in it is one of my all-time favorite characters. Yeah. He's so funny, and it got me into his comedy and his music and stuff. And so when I read that he was starting a TV show, I was really interested seeing if it was going to be, you know, a bust or a boom you know if he was going to get it done or if it was going to be lame so i kind of went in with like really guarded expectations with atlanta and i'm so impressed with how talented donald glover is yeah Yeah. it's just unbelievable to 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 go from being in a he was in a weird sketch comedy group called Derek comedy back in the day and really funny but really weird and to see the the progression he's made in the last five ten years is unbelievable he's a writer on the show too right yeah ep i think yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um the thing too about that show is first off darius is amazing Mm -hmm. and i was telling you fantastic the other night i don't know if you saw they had the critics choice awards were on Mm -hmm. oh really and uh so they announced the award for i want to say it was best comedy but it could have been like i don't know director's award or whatever but it's for a comedy series so they announced the winner, and the show that won was Silicon Valley. Yeah, so also they, very good. Which I've, I've seen an episode or two, but it, it didn't. I didn't. It didn't. It. Cl- yeah, it didn't. Yeah, I nail watched it. a couple episodes. I'm like, this is okay, but it didn't stick. Right. Right. So, uh, anyways, uh, Silicon Valley wins. They cut to like a director, or producer of the show, or whatever, and he gets up and starts going up on stage for the award. So they cut to a wide shot, and in the background, you can see this black guy get up. <laughs> wearing jeans and like a white tee and starts like walking <laughs> towards the stage. But you don't really think anything of it. You're just kind of like, oh, okay, jeans and a white tee. Everyone's like <laughs> dressed up. So as the director dude's walking up the stairs now, you see him look across and you don't see what he's looking at. And then they cut to another wide of the stage and it's Darius. From <laughs> and he just walks on stage, 
walks in front of like the presenters who are like, what's going on? He Kanye Wested it? He Kanye did it? He gets on the mic and he's like, you know, I'd like to thank the Academy for this award <laughs> and thank you so much and blah, blah, like gave like a little mini speech. He's like, all right, thank you. And just walked off the stage. Yo, you know Darius like, partakes too as oh, well. You man, know he was lifted. Like, everyone's like, what the hell just happened? And then yeah, homeboy that actually won the award, he's like, I have no idea who that guy is. <laughs> 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 and that's how it ended. I was like, that's amazing. That's but, crazy, But man. I don't know if he was being serious in terms of like he thought they should have won that award or I don't know. Because it's really cr- critically acclaimed too, right? Oh, yeah. Like, well, the show has been critically acclaimed. Yeah, Atlanta. Oh, see that. Yeah, critics, uh, all of the internet loves it. And it's like. Well, Don Glover won like Best Actor on the Critics' oh, Choice Award. Did he? I'm not sure. I, I, I saw a post of him holding an award. I think it was either Best. I think it was either best actor or best director. Listen, he deserves a lot of the credit and Darius does too, but fuck it, man. The guy who plays Paperboy (laughs) is so good just because he says so much with just that like, get the fuck out of here look on his (laughs) face. It's so perfect, man. When he's in that interview, that's, I think that's my favorite episode when he's in the, doing the interview at the fake black (laughs) entertainment with the commercials are so great, but just the look (laughs) that he's given that guy is unbelievable it's so great it's so good though how like one episode was about that with all the fake commercials yeah yeah, right yeah one episode was about uh donald glover's girlfriend and then her who was that like her oh her her university homegirl from university yeah Yeah. and that was it was an old mentor or something like a like a professor or some some mentor wasn't it the restaurant remember oh the restaurant with her with her girlfriend like her girlfriend from like university right it's so tense that scene and it was such a like uh conversation about like you know females and instagram and like yeah being a groupie or are you not a groupie or you're just an instagram model or whatever and like they're having this like high tension conversation and then it just gets awkward to the point where the girl just like holds up her phone as she tries to take like a picture of her meal. Yeah. Which is like the most, like it just was it's perfect. so much with yeah. so little. Yeah. Right? Like it was just so brilliantly written. Just and the way they're ordering shot. the wine too and yeah. how she wants this one and the other, yeah. she orders the other one. It's, it's, I'm just blown away by that show I and how creative it, it is. Gotta check I, it out. Yeah, it's, it's a great show. Watch, yeah, definitely get on. I'll, it. I'll, I'll take it is in. There, is there anything else you guys are watching? Well, on a similar note, before we move on to other shows, what about uh, Don Glover's album? It's supposed to, it's probably today. No, no, no. It no. came out a couple. It came out last week. Fantastic. Yeah? yeah, I've only I, heard one song. It's pretty good. So he's an all right rapper, but this this album is like a a, a funk album. Yeah, it's not hip hop. The one song is, I heard, it's like there was no rap. It was like, oh, I'm like, is that him singing? I was the whole sure album is like that. What was going on? And it's awesome, man. It was pretty good. That one song I heard, it was pretty dope. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, man. Oh, cool. So team, team Don to. Glover over here. I I know. Oh. Now I'm coming off like a stand of Don Glover, but I mean, Seattle shit. Sounders fan, fucking Don. Glover, <laughs> Kids got talent, bro. man. Talent. Yeah, no, no, no. Agreed. I think from what I saw in Atlanta, amazing. The one song I heard, dope. So, boys, killing it right now. When they make the movie about this Raptors team, Darius has to play Terrence Ross. <laughs> Am I good. right? Yeah, that's, that's good. good. Dave, the, no, yeah. Right. We got to get a windmill like to you. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Woo. Skywalker tonight. Oh, man. Uh, so if we're saying. Sorry. So another show. Yeah. You want shows. I want shows. I mean, it was on the rundown. I got I want. I got a show that all three of you and everyone at home has had. Got to watch. Kim's convenient. It's on Netflix. <laughs> they just gave every season of this show on Netflix. Okay. Black Mirror. Mm. Black Mirror. If you're not on Black Mirror yet, me, you need the to get on Black Mirror. It's a modern 
Twilight Zone about technology screwing up our lives. Every episode, though, social media. So, right? well, just yeah, every, anything that's on your phone. The Black Mirror is supposed to be like a metaphor for your turned off iPhone, right? Oh, okay. God, I have it right here. So every episode's different. They they don't go in any kind of order. Every episode's its own story. Okay. They're all about an hour and they will all fuck with your head. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all on Netflix. Okay. I can't how many seasons? Three seasons, three episodes a season. Oh. Yeah. There there's a Christmas special. And then sorry, the third season I think is six episodes. You said oh, okay. I was gonna say so the first two seasons are only three episodes each. Yeah, it's like English. That's how you know it's that? lit, okay? Yeah. That's the other thing. If a if a TV show has twenty two episodes a season, shit is gonna be trash. Yeah. But if it's got three episodes, it is gonna be lit. So what what channel is it on? Is it Netflix? So it was it was like BBC or something. Yeah. So and it's this guy and his name's Charlie Brooker. But is it like documentary style or is it like no. straight like like it proper is, drama? Yeah, type proper. Shit? Okay. And it's okay. I'll it give is you, English, though. It's English. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's English. So, like, the first one ever is called uh, National Anthem. And I'll just give you the premise, all right? So, the Prime Minister of England wakes up to a phone call. The daughter of the Queen's been kidnapped. The kidnappers have one uh, demand, and it's that the Prime Minister has to fuck a pig. <laughs> and the whole hour is of this episode is spent... With the prime minister and his like cabinet trying to figure out how they can get this girl back, and it is fucking twisted. Wait, it was it was it was the prime minister's daughter? No, 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 the queen's daughter. So it's like the princess of England. Someone took my daughter. I'd fucking fuck a pig. Right, right. But take the daughter back for the like that's not really my kid. For the country, would you do it for Canada? Like, anyway, (laughs) check. I can't. I can't recommend the show enough. It's amazing. The, the, the elevator pitch I got for that show, which included the description was that the the uh, the currency in life is your social media capital. That's just one. That's, That's just one, one element. Of, one episode. Oh, one episode. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the idea being is like you know you uh, I think that the, the, it was described to me as you know someone got shut out of some place or or yeah. couldn't get into could couldn't trying get to into get some a restaurant couldn't get a loan because they didn't have like a million Instagram followers. I was huh. like. That, real life is like yeah. halfway there. Yeah, it's scary. The hell with that shit. It's pretty scary. I don't need to watch it to get away. That's, That's the like best part about this show. Bad it's, is it's that getting. every every episode is like, oh fuck, I could see that happening in like two years. Yeah, and I never I never saw this show, but I heard Mr. Robot is kind of similar to that kind of that general yeah. thinking. And I've never have you seen yeah. it? No. Yeah. Robot, have you seen it? You see on Show Me, but Show Me's gone. I wanted but, to see Mr. Robot. It's good. It's good. How would you compare it to Black Mirror? Oh, it doesn't hold a candle. Similar premise, though? No, well, because the thing with Black Mirror, or the thing with uh, Mr. Robot is it follows, like, a story. You're following this guy, and, like... Okay, got you. But he's, like, an unreliable narrator, right? Like, you're seeing it from Mr. Robot's eyes or this kid's eyes, and, like, he's fucked up in the head. So Mm -hmm. you don't know what you're seeing is true or if it's actually going on or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good to know good to know good to but know but it's good it's good okay uh what's his name's in it not asap rocky but joey badass is in it in the second season oh really puts in a killer performance all right check it out okay. joey badass check it out. absolutely anything anything else anyone else is watching i have actually been watching kim's convenience it's hilarious <laughs> is it really it's great i've actually watched one i think i saw half of an episode it was actually fun but like I find TV hard to do live. 
Yeah. Like, again, I was flicking around. I saw it on and I tried to watch it. And then you're sitting there and a commercial pops up and it's like, I don't know what to do. Am I going to stay? Am I going to like just look for something else to watch? And then I'm like, no, I actually want to watch it. But then how many commercials are you actually going to wait through? Because Mm -hmm. who watches commercials? Like, what is CBC doing, man? Like, what is CBC doing? If you wanted to create good Canadian content for TV, don't be putting it at like eight o'clock from eight to eight thirty with two commercial breaks in there. Like really do what they've been doing with the radio and put it all online. Yeah. Like yeah. every single Kim's Convenience is pretty good. Shit's Creek, I thought was pretty funny. Shit's Creek is really funny. By the way, shout out on Kim's Convenience Homeboy Miles Jones does all the mu- music for the show. Oh shout out. Yeah. Miles nice. Jones does all the music oh, for it. So shout out that. to Miles Jones. I didn't even know. That. Uh, awesome. all the interludes and breaks and all that stuff. So shout out. I've I've been watching a lot of Kim's Convenience. Yeah, it's funny. good. I I saw a bunch of Shit's Creek. I thought it was pretty I thought it was pretty impressive for like Canadian production, which I hate to say that. You know, you're kind of impressed when you see them do a good job, but you're yeah. like. But I think they should really be yeah. owning it in like, and, and instead of doing the usual, like I say, 30 minutes, two commercial breaks, yeah, like really embrace where TV is going now and put it all on the internet and make it all available for every Canadian. You yeah. know, that's what CBC is. Like, you don't need to have a cable hookup to enjoy CBC. So you should be able to get all those shows for free on their website, right? Nah, but it's about money, right? They need to be able to sell commercials, make money do all that stuff, right? Like, that's the reason why they can't just throw content online because they need the commercials. They need to sell the commercials. You can throw those 30-second, you know, tied ads before it starts or whatever. How many pre-rolls do you watch on any video that's online? Well, whatever I have to that I can't (laughs) skip through, you know? Yeah, the one show that I was getting hype about, and this is very probably very specific to me. I don't know how many car guys are in the room right now, but... (laughs) He sat up so hard in the seat. But, like... Top Gear went away. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, I know what you're going to say. Right? And the original three guys, Jeremy Clarkson, uh, James May, and Richard Hammond, were fired off. They got some new crew. The show was trash. Lame. Yeah. Fucking Joey Tribbiani was on the fucking yeah. show. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so yeah. He's so big in England, bro. He is so huge in England. <laughs> it's right. so he's a, he's like A-list. Joey from Friends. Like, Matt how LeBlanc. you doing? He, like, replaced the, the man them from, from Top Gear. So, anyways, those three guys got their big <clears throat> Amazon deal. And now their shows are back. It's called The Grand Tour. Have uh, you seen it? I haven't seen I've one seen yet. I've seen almost all of them. I didn't see the one last weekend, but I've seen all of them. And, oh. uh, and it's like a warming to my soul. Yeah, yeah. those guys are to great. To see them back on TV. Well, not on TV. They're on Amazon. First, I wasn't sure how to watch anything on Amazon, but you figure it out. Amazon so, has their own content stream. So. Okay. Apparently, it's the most downloaded show in history. It over It overtook Game of Thrones. Yeah, The makes Great sense. Tour. Yeah, Seriously. makes sense. Yeah, man, and it's it's amazing, and they've got a little bit more. It seems like they have more budget, and they, they do. have uh, they have a little bit more kind of freedom, freedom. with yeah. what they're saying, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Lots of good, more mature jokes. Yeah, uh, they can swear. It's been um, they were trying to limit the swearing, right? But they've dropped a few. But mm-hmm. it's been great, and that's what I've been really excited about. Yeah, I don't we'll really get it. a chance to watch too much TV, um, but uh, but yeah, that's. Nobody really does, but that, that was kind of going back to the point I was just making about where you were saying, right? Like, we've become so used to being able to watch, like, PVR and just watch yeah. whatever I want to watch when I want to watch it. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of hard to to jump on a new show or, you know, like, how many times do you have to see during a football game that new uh, designated survivor show? <laughs> or, uh, oh, yeah, lethal weapon. Oh. Yeah, lethal weapon. Uh, <laughs> Why do you have to do? Uh, how dare they? How Scorpion, dare you? All of those. Like, how 
dare you did no one besmirch rigs and like, no we can't make a lethal weapon show what's wrong with, with you Damon fucking Wayans. people yeah. like, what yeah. oh. this is after they did rush hour last year That's remember right. <laughs> like how good of i don't even think that finished the season oh my god what are we what are we doing what are we, over here people man. So Holy fuck. You know what show I actually quite like, and I'm surprised that no one that works in sports has even given it a chance? They're like, uh, yeah, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say pitch. That's yes. exactly what he's going to say. You know who say. does watch that? Who? If I had to give LT. You- yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> if I had to give you one no question about it. Yes. Of course, right? I love it. And he was trying to sell me on it from like yeah. the beginning. Too. Yeah. He said it's all right. It's all right, man. Yeah. And you know what? You know what I like about it is the uh, first of all, Zach Morris is the catcher. No. No yeah. way. He's the he's yes. he's her catcher. And oh, uh, I could be in. He, I could be he's in. He's great, and he's he is so you know it's it's he's so completely reinvented, and he's like. So legit, like I believe he was a thir- he's a thirty seven year old bad knee suffering catcher, like Tom Barron, long in major league. league. Oh, it's just <laughs> exactly. It's it's like, in a lot of ways, it's it's like that. Oh. But the uh, t- to me, the, the legitimacy of it, it it feels like a major league baseball like approved show. Yeah. Like they're in the legit clubhouse, yeah, 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 they're yeah. shooting on the field constantly. Uh, some of the game mechanics you can tell are fake. They use a lot of wide angle yeah. shots. Yeah. It's on Fox or Global in Canada. Uh, and um, and uh, I just like the authenticity of it. And uh, you know who gets a lot of FaceTime? Your girl, Katie Nolan. Katie Nolan? I'm Garbage in. Time? I am no, in. No, Are you not kidding in me? the show. But did she be, so again, the authenticity, like they're constantly watching themselves on TV. Right. And they're, oh. and the, so it's so they're watching like, Garbage Time. The media is always, <laughs> the media plays a huge factor in uh, the momentum of the show, of course, yeah. Uh, like JP Morosi's getting in there. Oh, wow. every every game is called by Buck and um, what? Somebody else, Tim McCarver? No, it's not John McCarver. Schmaltz. Schmaltz, excuse me. Oh, yes. cool. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know. So that. the so the legitimacy to the like supporting cast yeah, 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 yeah. is what makes that show really That's good. Pretty to me. interesting. It's Fox. The writing's works, like yeah. a bit predictable. It's starting yeah. to get like ah, oh, they go in there for yeah. real. That's the it's easy play. TV, yeah, you got it. It's kind of expected on some level. Within the past, uh, this is my segue. See, I'm not. I like I'm it. Not as, You're not working. Question now is Mr. Dunlop. <laughs> You're working. You're working. You, know, you almost did the turn too that you have to do so, on the desk. Oh, with the, 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 the <laughs> hand on the chin. Yeah. Uh, but but in recent days, LeBron James was named Sportsman of the Year by Sports Illustrated. Yeah. In 2016, mm-hmm. and here in Canada, Penny Alexiak. Yeah. The Lou Marshall Award for Canadian Athlete of the Year. Uh, any arguments with either of those? No, I think they're they're, they're both pretty good. I do want to point out that LeBron looked like a member of 112 on a a Christmas album with his getup. Like, looking sharp though, LeBron. Like, can't hold him again. Can't hold it against him. I was looking sharp, but that was a Christmas album look. There. Have you heard R. Kelly's Christmas album? Not to not to totally divert here, but if I don't get this in, I'll feel like I didn't contribute. This before or after his album titled Black Panties. <laughs> this is after because it was it was released at the beginning of October. And I, think, I believe it's called the Twelve Nights like of Christmas. Year. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, and it is. It uh, is there's an R. Kelly Christmas album that dropped this year yeah. that I have not heard. Yeah, yeah, it is fire. Stop everything. I, have, I know. Well, I have, we'll be back in an hour. No, <laughs> Spotify told me I needed to pay another month subscription because I've been overplaying this album. <laughs> like this album is too good. I just on repeat over and over again. Show it's me like, your gift. It's it is sexy oh Christmas. It is it is so but because. Because it's like, because of the Christmas sounds, you're like, oh yeah, it's family friendly. Like he's yeah. not swearing or anything, but then you pause it, you're like, oh my God, this is totally a sex Christmas album. 
I want to stuff your stocking or what? <laughs> one of the one of the too easy. Want to unwrap your gift? My, my, my favorite found a gap in the market, man. My <laughs> good. My favorite hook. One of my favorite hooks is I'm just a snowman looking for my snow girl, and then it's just <laughs> it's just so smooth. Yeah, yeah I swear this is real. Yeah, is real. We're, we're downloading Spotify right now, right now yeah. man. Oh my god! I'm music man, I'm after music. <laughs> I, I, if it's on Spotify, I'll find I'm it. I'm really sorry to cut you off the LeBron thing, but the <laughs> no, so I just felt like that, that was, was the segue. Because I swear to you, when I go home today, <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's album. already happening. Right, I'm finding <laughs> yeah. it. It's gonna that happen. I can't wait. That's I don't even sick, know man. what the hell were we talking about. Le- LeBron oh, looking oh, like he LeBron. was on the Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. album uh, today. They, they uh, SI put out a tweet of the outtakes from that photo shoot yeah looks even more like he was trying to do like a 112 type poses right really you know he has a future one he has like a, <laughs> why would you release this it just looks so weird um nice. but yeah lebron no one's gonna argue with lebron that no was, you bring here you brought the championship back to cleveland it's yeah. not like they were gonna give it to Sidney crosby let's be honest <laughs> no, yeah exactly <laughs> i was more yeah, uh, that he didn't get a look for that one award i'm i'm like i'm not mad at penny alexiak i don't think that's a wrong Choice to make and yeah. shout out to Monarch Park. Yeah, shout yeah. out to yeah. East Side, man. We're, we're rep for Monarch Park. Real talk, man. We're rep for Monarch Park. I don't think I knew that that's where she. Yeah, that's yeah, where she is. I play Park. soccer there. It's amazing. She's like the per- first person from like this neighborhood that can swim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <coughs> anyway, wow, that's amazing. That's solid. The fact that just like kids are coming from the beaches to go to Monarch Park is the most amazing example. Well, next to like Regent, obviously, of gentrification in Toronto. Yeah. Like Monarch Park when we were kids was like tough. I don't even know if my mom would let me go to Monarch Park if I think back to it. And it was like two minutes away from my house. Mm. Not that it was that bad or whatever, but it was just like, you know, the schools in the neighborhood was like, if you play basketball, you're going to go to Eastern. If you do this, you're going to go to this school. Like that's kind of how it was laid out. And Monarch Park was just kind of. If you fuck up, you're going to end up in Monarch Park. Oh, it was that school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, 2016 was a big year. Trevor Daly on the pens also went to Monarch Park. Oh, wow. He's our age. We grew up together. Oh, way. We we played like Little League Baseball. Yeah, yeah. Trevor was a dope athlete back in the day, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Naturally. But yeah, the come up of Monarch Park. But uh, I was going to say, I'm not mad at Penny. Not mad at her. It's a good choice. I mean, mm-hmm. It's an Olympic year. Olympic year. She's 16 winning gold medals. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I would argue for Andre DeGrasse is because you lost to arguably the greatest athlete mm-hmm. in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. You lost. Them. Yeah, but it's the greatest like athlete. Ever you be, you like, lost? Then, you didn't like, bring home the gold. Penny brought home the gold. Penny has a gold, man. Yeah, and, yeah, and mind yeah. you, and listen, DeGrasse. Not to take anything away from DeGrasse, what he did was amazing, and it's going to reverberate through Canadian track for years to come. And it's it's amazing, and that's what I don't like about this Lou Marsh thing that everybody gets so fired up about every year. It's like all these athletes should be celebrated, you know, like. Sydney should be celebrated. Sid should be celebrated. DeGrasse should be celebrated. Alexiak, Brooke Henderson should be celebrated. What she did was amazing. But like you boil it all down and you're like, oh, well, it's just Penny that's going to win this award. But it's not like those other people, what their accomplishments are lesser than, you know? Your boy Milos, right? Yeah, exactly. Even though, listen, I got mad beef with Milos. She sucks. He's he's starting to to be hot garbage right now, man. He's never going to win a major. Ugh. Why you guys mad at me? Hot take. I can yeah, do the yeah, you. Yeah, you can take yeah. the DeGrasse argument and the look at the class in which he's competing against. Right. 
So like, does he suck because he doesn't win? No, but he does. He doesn't win, and he can only do one thing. I think that one, uh, yeah, like that's that's for real. Andre's gonna get his shine. Yeah, like he's gonna be a superstar. Yeah, and I I would imagine that you know the limit, like for a a sprinter, it's limitless. Mm -hmm. For uh, kind of like a a relay swimmer or swimmer Mm -hmm. an Olympic, you kind of have a certain level you can reach. Not saying that people can't surpass that, but you know, let her have her shine. Yeah. Crash is going to be like a household name for years to come. Mm-hmm. I hope Penny is too. I hope Penny is too. But, you know, like Michael Phelps, I think, is an anomaly. Not many people big up swimmers as much yeah. as they would a Carl Lewis, uh, right. a Ben Johnson, yeah, Donovan Bailey. Like, uh, like track and field is like yeah. the event of the entire Exactly. Olympics, for sure. 100 meters is the event. And it's huge worldwide. Yes. Right? Like, everybody those- can run. And those races get huge numbers yeah. internationally, yeah. whereas like swimming doesn't really pull in numbers internationally. Just in the U.S. Uh, but I brought this up too because uh, we're talking the on blast athlete of the year, which is a little different, right? Because it's our own little flavor to it. Yep, yep. And I was gonna say if we're playing this in kind of like a stock game, I gotta go with one man and one man only. Oh, okay. Mr. J.R. Smith. I said, uh, you know what? Uh, like, when you sent out the email, the when you J.R. When you sent out the email, when you sent out the email, there was one name that came to mind <laughs> right away, and it was J.R. Swizzle. Oh wow! Like think about this in terms of stocks. Like, NBA JR, champion. NBA champion J.R. Smith. Yeah. Like think about this for a second. Yeah. President Obama calls the team and tells Tyron Lue to tell J.R. to put on a shirt. Ah, it's fantastic. Yeah, man. He did also call out Phil Kessel. So, I mean, he's, he's you know, true. he's all over. True, 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 true. You're going to miss Barry. But I just think, like, JR, like, I, I stumbled upon it because we're putting together, like, our year in review shows as well, like, work-wise. Mm-hmm. So there's things that I stumbled upon that I completely forgot about. Right. And one of these things were, uh, I think it was a game five of the NBA Finals or something. Uh What's my girl on ESPN? Uh, Sage? Zarniak. Oh, Zarniak. Zarniak is doing an interview with like Jamie Foxx and like mm-hmm. other players' kids for some reason <laughs> on the court pregame. And so J.R. Smith's daughter's there. She has to be maybe eight years old. Mm-hmm. And the question is, Lindsay's like, so uh, how happy are you to see your dad playing in the NBA Finals? And the daughter is like so cute. And she's just like, well, honestly – I'm just so happy that my dad hasn't got kicked off the team yet. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, like what? <laughs> like, how does this like eight year old think about her dad? That's real talk, man. That's but so she knows good. Her dad, right? Yeah. And like, it, it's so true. Well, the phone ringing. Like, it's after hours. Who's calling to get a haircut? Someone needs a lineup, man. Shit. Listen, you got Maybe it's JR. I like it. Maybe it's JR. <laughs> okay, so before we observation. leave, before we leave, one more thing that was actually, I think when I sent you guys an email, might have been the first thing I wrote down. I should have read that fucking email. Talk about it last. Oh, no. It's I should read these emails. No, <laughs> it's not, <sorry>, <laughs> You're doing a great job for coming in fresh. Now. It's point four Off the top of the dome. Yeah. Oh, by the That's way, it should be, I had one right? more, I had one point to, to make. Yep. Speaking of on top of the dome, going back to Sports Illustrated Awards and LeBron, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did That's you see my comment? Up. I was, I was, I was flabbergasted. Jay, Jay, yes. Was, Thank you for bringing this. Jay Z, yeah, my hero, right? Our hero, mm-hmm. delivering a speech. I thought that was beautiful. It was great, yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But a couple he was doing of digs something. Fell. It was awesome. He was doing something that I wasn't accustomed to him doing. 
a man that claims that he never writes anything down. And he's ah. reading off his phone. I'm like, what is he doing? Is he is he texting B? He's What's draking the speech. Oh my god, <laughs> he's re- he he can write. He so wrote something down. He wrote. I bet you that speech would have been even better if you went off the top. So with a couple. <laughs> someone we work with, you do know, is Lynch. Yes, Dino. Yes. Just today, Dino was like, "That's still your idol. That's still your idol." <laughs> The boy's <laughs> reading off his phone, <laughs> as only Lynch can. Right? Yeah. But it was it was hilarious. But yeah. this, I'll tell you the same thing I was telling him. Here's the thing: it was a serious, like he didn't want to mess it up. Sure, and, guys. And, like, there's one thing between like, okay, I got bars in my head and I'm spitting it, but this was like a serious speech that he didn't want to fuck up, making fun of Phil Yo, or like the shouting out the serious. fact that. His- <laughs> Guys, I hate to break I hate to break it to you, but if you think that Jay-Z was going off the top of the dome every time he was in the studio, you got another thing coming, man. Yo, he man, was dream wrote he wrote some of that shit you down. To, you're like trying to tell me there's no Santa Claus or something. Yeah, guys, motherfucking. Listen, I love oh. I love Jay. Why I, are you killing me right he's now? On, he's on the Mount Rushmore. He's one of the greatest rappers of all time. Yeah, what is going but on? But he's right not now? coming off the top of the dome every time he's in the studio. Hold on, have you come not, on? Have you not seen uh, Fade to Black? Fade to Black. Yes, the Rick Rubin scene. Yes, which is one of like the greatest things ever. Uh, almost as good as uh, my boy Timelin drinking the orange juice. <laughs> the four gallons? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of my favorite scenes thing, uh, in the movie. The big jug, yes. But come on. Like, I'm sure he did for a couple of tunes, but I hate to tell you that Santa Claus isn't real on this holiday yeah. episode of On Blast. You know. But he was writing some of those raps down. Hold on a second. He definitely did not write Magna Carta because that shit sucked. <laughs> exactly. So that shit was off the dome for sure. <laughs> exactly. Right? I'm saying that, yeah, later <laughs> in his years he's doing that living off reputation. But early on some of that shit was written down. Anyways, mm. I digress as a man of his of marketing. of like. Him. I'm not trying to say he should have takes anything away up. from him. Still yeah. love him. Absolutely. I like the, the shots speech. he took it at. Phil. Yeah, the whole podcast. Right. Thing. That was, multiple. That was big. I was my, surprised. It was my multiple. new hashtag I've been using a lot. Words matter, but that's for other like subliminal reasons. That's good shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I like it. I like it though. But anyways, anyways yeah, on yeah, with yeah. the show. No, I thought I thought that was dope. Uh, but we were gonna talk to uh, we were gonna talk about Jay's former throne mate, that your boy weird. Kanye. Still waiting on Watch of Thrones too. Is it gonna happen? I don't oh, think it's gonna I want happen. it. Kanye's like fucking that up. I thought before this Trump thing that there might have been a chance, you know, like, yeah. you know, he goes to rehab, he's, or wherever he went, and mm-hmm. he's, like, sick, and, you know, Jay tries to help him out, and they get back together, and make Watch the Throne 2, and the world's all, the world's just a better place yeah. for it. I don't know if that's going to happen. But now I have no idea what's going on with Kanye. Like, literally, I wrote down the question as, in the email you didn't read. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I'm joking, I'm joking. What the fuck is up with Kanye? This is his Britney moment, right? He's just losing it. Did go blonde, actually. Right? I'd yeah. say that go Rick, James, oh, Rick James said it best. Blonde. Rick James said it best, man. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Got him strung out, bro. It's a much better is? reaction than me, the Britney moment. That's good that you... Like, <laughs> listen, he went with the drastic hair change, right? <laughs> Anytime he, you go to the Cisco, there, you got issues. You got problems, yeah. right? There's something there. But, like, the, the, the rants, the meltdown on stage where you're, like, begging for Jay's friendship. Yeah. You're, like, calling out. Beyonce. Beyonce and calling out Drake and Khaled for paying for play on the radio and all that. Like, it just seemed so weird and it just kept going and going. And at first, I was holding out hope that maybe this was just like some dumb part of the Kardashian show. 
You right. know what I mean? Like I was holding out hope for that. Yeah. But this just seems a little too far now, no? Like yeah. it just seems like the Trump thing, I don't, whatever. The Trump uh, thing. Yeah. He's got all of these Illuminati secrets built up <laughs> and he's freaking out yeah. and they're, yeah. they're leaking and now pff, he's going to be shunned. And you know what's going to happen to him? He's going to disappear. What He canceled the tour, right? 20 stops, well, 25 stops on, on the part tour. Of, part of his rants was that Jay-Z was going to kill him. Yeah, the, right. Jay-Z had the hit out on him. the goons at me. That was one of his rants. Like, what the fuck's wrong with this? Oh, man. Like, what are you talking about? I, I, yeah, I would agree. He's starting, to, he's starting to, to really tip off the edge. But I was actually... It's funny. If I was having this conversation, even without reading your damn email, <laughs> I was having this conversation with my boy Nav just now. Shout out to uh, Otto's Berlin... Uh, Otto's Beer Hall, sorry, where I got the stains, this lovely schnitzel. Well-earned stain. At uh, Otto's Beer Hall. Anyways, he was asking me, he was like, what's going on with your boy Yeezy? I'm like, man, he's crazy, first of all. He's crazy, but nothing he does now surprises me because after, especially after the Pablo album, to me, like, he's just like one of those, like, Madonna fucking just crazy superstars where like their art is just so far beyond. Yeah. Maybe in a few years now we'll look back and he's like, oh yeah, that wasn't so bad. That was just whatever. Mm-hmm. This guy's on a whole different level. Nothing he does surprises me. I don't know. Right. I see I see the arti- artistry, the creative side. I thought Pablo was an amazing album. Yeah. When you went to the I show, the show was dope. The concert show was, great. was amazing. You know what I mean? And like it was great. It's it's not your typical hip hop show, right? Um, and I just feel like he's just you know, five years from now, we'll look back and we'll be like, okay, he wasn't that bad. That was we, just an episode. You're right. Mm-hmm. Britney moments, they happen. But I would never say, like, I would never equate, like, Britney Spears' talent to, like, Kanye West. <laughs> we but talked no, last week. Know? I didn't mean to go that deep. No, no, but I know what you mean. He's hey. just having an episode. Maybe it's the bad batch of that fucking Tony or whatever he's doing. He's doing the Kardashian, whatever the fuck he's we, doing. The white girl, the Chrissy. Yeah. He's doing the Britney he's Spears. He's the on the Britney girl. Spears. Yeah. Uh, we talked last week about Trump being in the Tyson zone. Kanye... <laughs> thoroughly in the Tyson oh, zone, right? He can do anything. Yeah, And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. That doesn't surprise me. Right, but the one thing I told Nav was that it hasn't affected his music. Mm-hmm. So really, I'm... In fact, cool. I think I'm, that, like, I like Pablo better than Jesus. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree sure. with you. Yeah, I would agree with definitely. you. Yeah, 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 definitely. yeah. No, yeah. Not even, it's not even Pablo close. Pablo is it's amazing. It's like the, the, the next... The evolution. Yeah, the evolution mm-hmm. of, of hip-hop as, yeah, I... I but are you able that. to? Uh, someone asked me the other day. They're like, if the because we I had tickets to the show that was supposed to be next Sunday. Yeah. In oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. second Toronto. One? The second Toronto one. Yeah. And uh, obviously, when the news came out that the show was canceled, uh, and this whole meltdown started to happen, someone asked me if he announced the tour was coming back next week, would you go? And I'm like, yes, of course. So second. He was like, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm, like, I'm able to cart compartmentalize and like separate the artist from like the art from the friend of trump yeah yeah yeah, right and it's like and i don't know what this all means like Mm -hmm. this whole trump thing i'm not trying to pretend to know um this whole kim thing i don't know what that means but kim hasn't ruined him musically yeah it's not like i agree with him being with kim do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of like a dude mm-hmm. move. You know what I mean? So not only that, but I'd want to go to that show just out of like morbid curiosity. Like what's going to happen, yeah. you know, for That's sure. Like, also, He's in the Tyson zone. I want to see that shit. Let me yeah. ask you guys this question, right? If social media and the kind of visibility we had around people existed 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. like 
Michael Jackson and Prince, they'd be doing way more fucked up shit. Oh yeah, right. Like we just—they probably were doing way more fucked up shit. We just don't live in the age of everything's covered. And we we see we see all of it. We in fact we see way too much of it. Now before I I gotta know like I'm springing this on you guys now here here and now. Was it in the email? Give me. It was not in the email. (laughs) You don't have to worry about it. All right. But give me your like, give me your like top three albums this year. This year? Yeah. 2016, we're coming like, up to an end. Like of Pablo is definitely up there for me. Yeah. And it was funny because I was in an email chat group and I wasn't responding to, I was busy, but I went back and like looked at it and they were like throwing out what the song of the year was and they settled on Waves. And I was trying really waves. hard to argue, like just in my mind, oh. like, is there a song I liked more than Waves this year? And I don't know if that's the case. Like, I feel like I had moments where I probably played that in my house on repeat for like a yeah. half hour. Just because, like, you know, Chris Breezy's done his part, yeah. and then you're like, no, I need that again. Yeah. Fade's my joint on that on that album. Ooh, fade, really? Fade yeah. for... Yeah. My father stretched my hands. Just <laughs> come yeah. on when it yeah. hits, the start man. Of that album is just so fire. That's mm-hmm. the thing, right? The start of that album is... Well, sorry. Ultralight Beam, I had a month straight where every morning that was a first You time. woke up to it. It's yeah. just such a proper mm. way, a great day to, a great way to start your day. It's a, it's a great uh, track one, side one cut. Yes. That, fact, it's, my, uh, my alarm till this day is uh, Real Friends. It's a great woo. alarm. If you set your uh, as alarm to Real Friends, it'll be a great wake up. Mm. I'm just here for the yams, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good. So oh, apart man. from the 12 Nights of Christmas, I mean. Uh, yo, sorry. Yeah, we did. We talked about the R. Kelly Christmas album. <laughs> apart from. That's how we're at. Yeah, no, because yours. Is, I want to know what your. Yours is going to be like some crazy Portuguese dance. <laughs> well, dance album. I did, ha- I, did have a, I did have a connection to the oh. roots where. Uh, have you ever heard of Portuguese fado music? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, f- so fado music is stereotypically uh, very uh, sad or uh, somber, like often depressing sounding music. But there's this renaissance to you know keep a historical and make it trendy that it's now it's become like Portuguese poppy. Like, so it's not quite as deep. Uh, Portuguese and, uh, reggaeton? Not Portuguese <laughs> reggaeton. No, it's not not quite on that level. Not quite on that level. But the queen of fado right now, her name is Marisa. Okay. And I was over there in September and, you know, listening to it. We went to the Fado bar. It's, it's, it's a very traditional thing. Fado yeah. bar. Yeah, you, well, in, in Lisbon, you oh, go, you, you go out for four nights and have dinner and you sit in this bar and it's always like tiny joints, but like this size. And, uh, you know, you, uh, they, they sing for 20 minutes and you eat and chat for 40, then they sing again for 20 and it goes on for hours. Nice. So we got to see the queen, Marisa, she, in Toronto. She had Roy Thompson Hall like a week after we got back. Holy. And I thought, okay, just, you know, I'm going to be the youngest person in there right? yeah. by by miles 40 years yeah no the guy we work gary mellow guy we work with he's sitting in the, oh, in the yeah, row in front yeah, of me yeah, yeah. and she owned this place and then she comes back so and, she, and she's like she's got a cold she's like speaking perfect english and she's like coughing like i'm i've been coughing my apologies the whole time and she goes oh don't worry it doesn't affect me when i sing and my fiance who is a professional singer is like, oh my god she's a robot yeah. <laughs> she goes two hours perfect no didn't didn't skip no notes didn't skip nothing Damn. And then she comes out, encore, rips the mic off acapella in Roy Thompson. No. Oh, it was amazing. That's some easy. So is it that is amazing. that your her album? Is that your album? I would of the have year? to go with well, maybe <laughs> Artist of the Year. Artist of the Year, Marisa. Yeah. The Marisa. Photo star. Hell. It's Jeez. at M A R I Z A 
follow her on Twitter, yeah. son. Yeah. Yo, absolutely. <laughs> She's dropping bars every Friday. Puts yeah. it on yeah. SoundCloud. My, my intro oh, album would be Transparent. That would be the one. Go with that yeah, intro. Yeah, oh, shit. You can put on something new. Yeah. International. Yo, man, between Marisa and the R. Kelly album, man. <laughs> I, you are on some next stuff, man. Absolutely. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yo, it's good, man. The internet's the same everywhere. Get at that yeah. shit. Uh, that was, this has been a wonderful episode. Absolutely. I, I'm like, I'm. Uh, we got to do this again very soon. <laughs> yes, yes. And down. Always down. Uh, hope you at home enjoy the On Blast podcast. As always, <laughs> unpolished, unapologetic. We are. The I'll read the email next time. <laughs> Please do. Holla. On Blast. My whip drop. Like bitches' asses. Cargo. Ready to package. Paid up. I see haters watching, so fucking turn it up. Let, let these bitches drop it.